Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. I have Armando and Eric with me in the studio again for another Bible Chat. Guys, for a long time it bothered me that I did not have a life verse. You know, some people have these life verses. This is my life verse. This is my. And some people have it tattooed on their wrist, or some people have you know it up on something on their wall, or have it. I don't see this as much these days, but you know, back when you'd have your name imprinted on your front of your Bible, they'd also maybe put a verse. They put their life verse. I still wouldn't say for sure I have a life verse, but I think if you had to pin me down and choose, if I had to choose one. Number one, you don't have to have. There's nothing in the Bible that says you have to have a life verse. Some people have never even heard of the term before. Right. But yes. Have you never heard of it before? No, no. I do remember okay. talking to a, a, a Christian woman and asking her if she had a life verse, and she had no idea what that what, what that word meant. And it just means a, a verse of Scripture that uh, kind of dominates or governs the way that you think and react and respond to things. Yeah. It, maybe the verse you want to put on your tombstone or be known as or kind of your life theme verse or, or whatever. And like I said, it's not required, but for some Christians, they find it something helpful to do or, or they, they find meaning in it. And they, it kind of helps them in whatever way, edifies them, which is fine. John fifteen five for me. Mm-hmm. Let me read it to you from the Bible I had as a teenager. So it's probably might have been the first time I actually read it was in this very Bible I'm holding. I'm the vine. This is Jesus speaking. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him. Now, some other translations use the word abide here for remain. Mm-hmm. If a man abides in me and I, I in him. But New International Version 1984 says, If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I actually prefer the word abide here. I just love that word. Remain is fine as well, but the abiding life, the abiding life. Some, some people might, if you watch some of my earlier videos on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, I have a logo that I developed, PB, because that's kind of my nickname, mm-hmm. often church life here. I didn't choose that. It was kind of chosen <laughs> by church members, referring to Pastor Brett, PB. I always think peanut butter when I hear that. But, so I kind of took that as my little logo, the two letters PB, and then underneath I put John fifteen five. So, life verse or not, I love this verse. I love the idea that we are to be in Christ. You know, we talk so much about Jesus being in us, but the Scriptures, New Testament, actually talks more about being us being in Christ. We're to be in Him. Now, He's living in us, that's true, mm-hmm. but we're also placed in His body, the body of Christ. We're in Him. And there is this concept of relationship that we need to be vitally in relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ a, a lot of Christians put it this way, I have a personal relationship with Jesus, which I'm to be drawing nourishment from him. This is this whole idea of the vine and the branches. He's my life. Galatians 2.20 would probably be a close second place for me for a life verse as well. I'd like to, I'd like to add something to that idea. When we say abide, we, you know, other translations will say remain or stay or stay put. But if you think about it, abide doesn't simply mean to stay and remain. It's related to the word abode, right. yes. which is your home. Exactly. I remain in my, live in my home, and we live, yep. he, he is our home. You, people ask, well, where do you abide? That's the way of saying, yeah. where do you live? Yes. Yep. That's where we reside, our house. That we're housing our, with Jesus. Our, yeah. yeah. That's where we live. Right. Just as he tabernacled with us, mm-hmm. that word, 
in the Old Testament that's used so richly to describe how the uh, describe the incarnation that Jesus came down here and dwelt among us. We're to dwell in Him. Mm-hmm. We're to live in Him. Our life is in Him. It, it's it's just beautiful language to me. Yeah. And and the the end of the verse reminds me that. If I'm not in Christ, if I'm not dwelling in Him, if I'm not abiding in Him, mm-hmm. I have zero spiritual life. Mm-hmm. All my spiritual life is completely because of the grace of Jesus in me. Because He lives under grace and He lives on in in righteousness, and so when we're abiding in Him, we're aware of our home. It would be kind of crazy to live in a home and not be aware of it, wouldn't it? Mm. But sometimes you can go through the Christian life and not remember that you are uh, actually living with him and for him. It, it's, it's a hard thing to go through with blinders on, and it happens to me mm-hmm. more often than I want to admit. And the last, um, the last part of it, like you mentioned, uh, Brett, for apart from me, you can do nothing. We hear that also in Philippians, Paul saying that. We can do nothing without Christ. And that's, Part of the remaining with him or abiding with him, making kind of the our, flip thing in Philippians, uh, right? Yeah, uh, that just as we can do nothing without him, we can do all things with yeah with him with him yeah in him. Mm-hmm. So those two verses are good to bring together. Mm-hmm. Apart from me, Jesus said, "You can do nothing." But Philippians chapter four verse thirteen, but with me you can do all things. Yeah. That is of God's holy will, right? Mm-hmm. But the verse gets misused. We we don't want to go into yeah. a tangent on the the misuse of Philippians four thirteen. I was going to go on a tangent on Philippians on uh, fifteen seven. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask whatever you will, and it shall be done unto you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here here and so you how have. How come I can't the, ask whatever I want? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, here you have. So, what are the ingredients? What What are the essentials? What are the disciplines, if you will, spiritual disciplines involved in abiding. How do we find ourselves abiding? Well, we find ourselves in Christ by grace. It's not of ourselves at all. We're, we're put in Christ by God, by his mercy, by his grace. Read Ephesians 2 for, for real clear uh, teaching on that. But when he says, remain in me, we don't lose our salvation if we're not abiding in Christ in terms of uh, experientially, but we do lose spiritual power in our lives. We lose spiritual influence, if you will. We, we lose, when we're not plugged into Christ, and the way we're plugged into him, when he says, remain in me, he gives us clues in this passage, or I should say even beyond clues, he gives us clear instructions on how we're to remain in him. We do that by remaining in his word, and in prayer, Okay, um, and embracing and believing his love for us. These are I all the things he's teaching in John 15. Remaining in his word in knowing and believing in him. See, I, I believe that, the, that even illiterate people who have no ability to read can become Christians. Absolutely. And who will never be able to read. Absolutely. And, and the gospel goes out to people that, uh, of all languages. And the important thing about the Christian message is that the gospel is accessible by anyone in any circumstance, whether they're a prisoner or whether they're a prince, and whether they're illiterate or whether they're a genius, a scholar. And so you don't have to be able to read the Bible, but you do have to be able to trust the promises of God and to trust Which God's word. Which means you have to hear them. We're, not, we're, we're a literate culture as a whole. Yes, as a whole. But, <laughs> but back in those days, people didn't own copies of the scriptures. So when he's talking about if my words abide in you, it had, they had to have heard the words. Right. They had a much greater emphasis back then because of their lack of being able to catalog and 
record and reaccess, kind of file away and reaccess truths. Mm-hmm. They they that culture was much greater as auditory listeners and rememberers. Mm. And, and yet they recognize the importance of having the written word. When missionaries come to pagan cultures and proclaim the gospel, the church is blessed by that. However, the church is even more blessed when the word of God is translated into their own language and they can hold it in their hands yep. and read it for themselves. Yep. Amen to that. Good yep. stuff, guys. Good stuff. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.